Computer Broadcasting. It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda Business starts here. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And Jamila is still the traveling lady around the world right now. And uh, we're welcoming Kelsey from BEDC. Nice to have you, Kelsey. We haven't chatted in a while. Good to have you on board for this. Yep. Good afternoon, everybody. It's really nice to be back. <laughs> it's been a little while. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Nadia Laws, who is a public relations communications consultant and owner of Media Maven. Welcome, Nadia, to the program. It's time to mind all sorts of business. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So today, like Shelley said, we have Nadia Laws with us. So we're super excited to talk to her and let's just dive right in. So Nadia, um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then your business, Media Maven. Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Nadia Laws and I actually founded my company back in August 2016. So about five and a half years ago. And prior to that, I was actually working as a journalist for nearly seven years. We, um, my business offers public relations and communications consulting support for a handful of clients. And right now, I work with everyone from clients in the healthcare and finance, international business sector, as well as a few small business clients. And the funny thing is, I actually got started, and I was primarily working with small businesses and entrepreneurs and nonprofit oh, cool. clients. And um, I think I just saw during my time as a reporter that it was just so important and how powerful the media was in terms of making or breaking someone's business. Yes. Yeah. And what I realized was like the right attention could bring in new clients and sales while negative news could actually damage your brand's reputation and cost your business or even like the business owner lots of time or energy or stress and worry. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to use that journalism experience and my media contacts to help clients to tell their stories in a way that would just benefit their businesses and just, yeah, leverage the power of media. Wow. So, like, what made you decide to go into your own business? Because you were working as a reporter. Is it just that you saw that small businesses really just needed to, needed a voice within the media? or? Yeah, I think, so 2015, I was actually on the cusp of, I was like 28, 29, and I was, had been working as a reporter at the Royal Gazette. I worked all throughout my college experience and then full-time for seven years. Mm. By that point in 2015, I was a senior reporter there, and I had worked in news and lifestyle. And I think I really enjoyed some aspects of the job, but yeah. I really couldn't see myself being there for the rest of my life. Like, I couldn't see myself being there <laughs> until I was 65 and retiring. Yeah. And so um, I was, like, looking ahead at people that were ahead of me, people that were sitting at, like, the sub-editor desk or the editor desk, and I just didn't really think that that was where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I had to kind of make a pivot, and it couldn't really happen within the newspaper industry itself. That was kind of declining. Everything was kind of moving online at that point. Okay. And so, yeah, so for me, I just decided to take a certification program, and so I got certified to the Chartered Institute of Public Relations, and that just led me to take on this this role and to take a chance on myself and start my own business. Okay, great. Were you always interested in public relations and communication specifically? Like what made you decide that that was the type of business that you were opening? Yeah, well, I that's always what I had studied. So I had yeah. studied professional writing in university. I got my um, bachelor's in professional writing. And so I knew I wanted to do something that was related to writing and communications. And so I was 
I guess, looking at what was in that realm. And I know a lot of journalists tend to pivot into PR because it is um, kind of a similar skill set in terms of switching from articles to press releases and that kind of thing. And even just your know-how in terms of how to manage a reputation within um, journalism and PR. I think there's a lot of similarities. And so, yeah, for me, it was just like an easy way, not easy, but it was, it was a, yeah, it was a simple way for me to use some of my skills and just kind of add to those and um, yeah, make that pivot. Yeah. It's definitely good to see in a, it's um, how a lot of entrepreneurs get started is that they leverage skills that they already have and they see a, Mm -hmm. a problem or an opening and where they can use those skills and offer the solutions. So it's really great that you were able to do that yourself. Yeah, definitely. So for those that don't know, what is like what is public relations? What does that really mean? What does a communications consultant do? Yeah, so I think obviously there's like a lot of confusion between public relations and marketing because there is yeah. so much overlap, right? And so I would say like the primary difference between like marketing is focused on promoting a specific product or service or idea. And the goal with marketing is obviously to increase sales. Uh Whereas with public relations, it's really focused on maintaining a positive reputation for our company overall. And so it's like brand and reputation management. And so there are definitely similarities because you're going to use like the same channels as you would with, with marketing. But the I guess the overall goal and aim is different. So it's one is sales and one's reputation management, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that definitely does make sense. It, it's definitely a, a interesting way to look at it because a lot of people do, like you said, marketing is very money-focused, but then public relations and communications often gets lumped within it. So it's mm-hmm. good to know the difference between it. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, I was just going to say public relations is, is the relations part. It's like that relationship with right. the public, right? And so how does a company maintain or build a relationship with the community that they're in so that they can serve better and um, do whatever it is that they're, they're doing to the best of their ability? Right. So why is that important? Like, why do business owners need to know how to manage and um, manage their market and their brand effectively? Yeah, I think what, what I was kind of sharing earlier even just like within my my journalism experience was that I noticed that obviously like the wrong type of coverage or even just something that happens internally within a company can really cause a lot of damage to a brand's reputation. Mm -hmm. And so just understanding how to navigate through those, those things are are really, really important, especially if you're, you know, expecting to have a sustainable long-term business and have success. Right over the long term. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely something that a lot of companies, especially big um, companies within international business or even within the public sector or quangos would be aware of like the importance of public relations. I think for small businesses, there's probably, um, it's it's not something that you necessarily need to invest in right away. But I think even just being aware of some of the things that could go wrong and what you would do, like what action plan you'd have in place to Mm -hmm. correct, I think is really important. So for... At BDC, we deal a lot with, like, small businesses, new businesses, and what, like, when is a good time for them to start thinking about um, having a PR consultant or needing to hire somebody or even just getting to know that side of their business? When do you think they should step into that? 
Yeah, it's interesting because I actually, so um, back in November, I actually hosted and, and started a course. And it was my first time. It was a pilot course that I ran called Do-It-Yourself Public Relations. Yes. And really, um, my goal with that was to provide some of the skills that I, I use on a day-to-day basis with my corporate clients, but to, to share those skill sets and those tools with small business and nonprofit owners, just because I know that PR is something, it's a, it's a big investment. It's something yeah. that can be costly. And um, I think, especially if you're a small business, you might not have that opportunity, although you still need, obviously, those skills to protect your business when, like, the need arises. Mm-hmm. You might not have the budget for it. And so, for me, that was, like, a kind of a way to fill that gap and to fill that niche, to provide some of those skills, help people to figure out, like, what is um, – what is a good news story within their business? How do they use the, the media to their advantage? How do they course correct if something occurs? For instance, I know Magislist is obviously like a really powerful platform yeah. um, on, on social media. And how do you, you know, if, if you get a bad review, how, to re- how do you respond in a way that will help your business rather than damage or hurt it, right? Right. And so we just kind of walked through, it was a five-week program, and we walked through some of those basics of PR just so that people would be equipped and understand exactly what some of the risks are, but also like how they can use it to their advantage to grow their business. Okay, yeah, I definitely, I had a look at your website before this, and I saw that you were offering that course. Is it still available? So it was our first time doing it last November. We had about like six or seven people that took it, and it was mm-hmm. a pilot run of the course. I'm not sure if I'm going to run it again this year, but I think I I will consider it. I will definitely keep the public updated if I okay. decide to run it again this year. We're just um, in a kind of busy season right now, and so just yeah. trying to figure out like the best timing for it. But it's definitely something that was on my heart to be able to still serve those small business owners and those nonprofit owners that yeah, could just have that knowledge at a fraction of the cost of what it would be to normally work with me. Yeah, I think that sounds really great because um, a lot of small businesses don't necessarily think about public relations until it's too late, right? Until they mm-hmm. do get that negative review on Maj's list and then respond incorrectly. Um, but what? how do you find the, I guess, the atmosphere in Bermuda around public relations like do you find that it's easier here um i'm trying to phrase how I'm, my question correctly um but where yeah. you find a way like it's a bad review could kill your business right um is yeah. that the same in bermuda would you say I think Bermuda is a unique environment because we're, you know, we're a country and we have international business here, but we're also such a really small community, right? And so, like, I think Magis List has, you know, maybe like a large portion of the Bermuda population is on that, yeah. So whether that's expats or Bermudians, and so yeah, people people are reading that and people are looking at. Excuse me. People are reading that and looking at how you respond, and and they want reviews and they want feedback on businesses so that they can kind of build that know, like, and trust factor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would say um, definitely it's important. Word of mouth is like super, super important in, in yeah. a small country like Bermuda. I don't even at this point like I I do much marketing of my own for my business. I actually get most of my clients through word of mouth or referral, and so. Um, yeah, I think Bermuda is definitely a unique environment in that sense. I would also say, like, just um, in terms of PR industry as a whole, there's definitely be a, been a shift even in the short five or six years that I've been a part of the industry. Okay. And 
when I first started, there were like bigger PR firms that had like multiple staff that had physical offices, but a lot of companies have actually begun to take that function in house and they don't really, um, yeah, it's not necessarily investing in a PR firm because it, be, it can be expensive. Right. And I think nowadays there's more like one or two man bands, I guess, or two people businesses that specialize in PR and communications and marketing. And so it seems like they're, we're, we're smaller. Uh, if that makes sense. So there's yeah. still definitely people doing PR and communications, but it's it's like smaller companies versus um, those large PR firms. Right. What has been your experience um, working and running your business through the pandemic? Has it affected you mm-hmm. at all? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so I would say that COVID was really, really difficult, especially I would say more so like emotionally, just as a mm-hmm. person, as a woman, as a mom. Yeah. Um, so my son was actually 18 months old when the pandemic started oh, wow. and all of a sudden I was taken from, you know, working in house with different clients in their offices and I had him full time and we were trying to manage all the responsibilities of home and work and having a busy toddler. And I actually found that I had, I had projects that were on my plate when the pandemic started and I had to be honest with those clients and just say, I'm not able to handle all of this during lockdown. Yeah. Like I just, I just couldn't from an emotional, <laughs> um, and even just focus, um, yeah. with, with a toddler. And so, um, thankfully once all of the kind of, yeah, stress and everything of the, I think we got used to the pandemic by the end of like 2020, or at least we understood what was happening. Yeah. Um, and so like, thankfully things did return back to normal, but I would say definitely when the pandemic hit, it was an impact financially and emotionally on my, myself and my business. And it took until I would say probably um, early 2021 where I, where I saw things return to normal. Yeah. Did you have to pivot any of the services or offerings that, um, you had available? Um, may, not really, because um, most of the stuff I do, I have a laptop, I have my computer, I, I do communications work. Okay. But I was doing a lot of my work before then in-house. And so I was uh, building okay. relationships with our teams. I was actually sitting at like a physical desk and working um, within like marketing departments. But then I um, now work mostly from my office or from home. And yeah, that's the biggest difference is just remote work. I'm I'm literally 100% remote now. Like, I haven't seen some of my clients in, like, two or three years, oh, two wow. years. Yeah. And have you found that that um, has changed anything at all, or if not, or has remote working, like, opened opportunities for you to work with international companies at all? Yeah, well, I yeah, I for sure see it as an opportunity. I One of the reasons I actually started my business, like, I didn't tell you the full story, but um, mm-hmm. I've... I've always loved travel. Like travel is such a big part of my life and who I am. It's where I feel kind of like the most true version of myself is when I'm like exploring and like meeting new people and learning new things. And um, I really, when I was working as a journalist, I got two weeks vacation. And for me, like from a long-term perspective, I just couldn't figure out how to make that work. Mm -hmm. And so becoming my own boss, like I was really excited about the opportunity to have more flexibility and to have more freedom and so now that we're kind of the world is opening up a bit more now, I'm definitely looking forward to how I can continue to work remotely with my clients and to just build, yeah, to continue to build like a 100% remote business and just have like a Wi-Fi and a laptop and still be able to support my clients from anywhere in the world. And so I think that the last two years have definitely um, 
opened up a whole realm of opportunity, and I'm really excited for what's next. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, um, especially with rules being relaxed and um, all of that, to see if people will still adopt um, remote working or businesses Mm -hmm. will still use all of the technologies and things for their staff or their business to run remotely. So it's it's interesting to hear whether businesses look at it as an opportunity or whether they'll go back to normal. So it's kind of cool to see that it'll help you to uh, um, achieve your travel goals as well. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so what sort of skills do you need to have in order to help communicate like a client's message? Um, I would say, obviously, like, good writing skills is, like, a must. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I also say that you have to kind of – I think my journalism skills really did help me within PR and communications because, like, knowing how to spot a good story, knowing um, what journalists are interested in, learning even just, um, like, who to contact or or what different media kind of specialize in or who their target audience is, I think all of that has really been an advantage for me in my business. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think obviously good writing skills is like the the biggest credential. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I, w- I would say that. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it definitely helps that you um, have that background for sure. Um, so for people that might be listening that are thinking of hiring the media maven, what are like some specific services that you do offer? Like what can a company come to you for help with? Yeah, so it's interesting because I think I had shared with you that like most of my work is actually project-based. Okay. And so a client may come to me and they may have they may have an in-house communications team or so for instance maybe they have an additional project that's going to demand their attention elsewhere or maybe um, someone who works in-house for the company might be on maternity leave or or long-term vacation leave or okay. um sick leave or something like that. So I've definitely found I've I've served a niche in that respect because mm-hmm. I can help for just a short period of time. So if they only need six weeks or six months, I'm able to do that project-based work. I also have some longer-term clients who I've worked with for a couple of years now, and I offer kind of like monthly support, and that could be from every, anything from like writing press releases or internal content or newsletters or emails. And so, yeah, from time to time, I'm able to also take on freelance assignments. So it could be a new business that maybe has a launch or even an established business that might be celebrating a milestone or maybe they have a new appointment of a new staff member. And so I can draft those one-off press releases and um, help other communications tasks like website or annual report copy, lots of stuff. Okay, yeah, that's good good to know um, because I didn't know, like, that you could come on like as a project manager sort of um, in that role to fill like some gaps and like you said, if someone's on maternity and stuff like that, like that's really helpful for businesses I find um, versus just like the one-off press release or the one-off newsletter. Do you, do you find that, um, is which one is more popular like with businesses, project-based or just like one-off? Um, I really like the project-based mm-hmm. work because then you can obviously get to know the client a little bit better. You get to understand right. like their their method of communications and um, be even a little bit more creative. Whereas with the press releases, you don't really build that relationship. You right. kind of just 
you know, they give you the information, you maybe do an interview, and then you, you write up what, what they need and then get it edited and send it out. So it's, it's definitely different. I prefer, like, the um, the project work because I, I definitely think I've, I've made a lot more kind of long-standing relationships that way wow. and also get to know different industries, and that's a lot of fun as well. Like, wow. I think I've mentioned to you I've worked with, like, healthcare, I've worked in, like, finance, I've worked in international business and a whole gamut of different industries and so I've got gotten to learn about a lot of different um yeah industries on the island which has been really really interesting for me yeah that sounds really great how do you balance or how do you find it challenging to work within industries that you just don't know so like say the finance industry how do you like write a press release when you if you don't have any like finance background is that a challenge yeah, I think there's different um, come with working in new industries. But I think for me, obviously, like there's an onboarding process when you're um, starting with a new a new project, right? Okay. Where you can read and research and learn about all everything that's happening. Yeah. But then I think also from um, an outsider's perspective, when you're writing a press release, you don't want it to be too technical. You don't want it to be filled with jargon so that right. people who are not within that industry are confused and looking like a deer in headlights. You want it to be something that's understandable for everyone. So if I can't understand it, then they're probably not going to be able to understand it. And so that's when you kind of have to ask questions and make sure that you fill in those gaps so that it is something that people can read and walk away with information versus just big words. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Steve, this is why you're the PR. (laughs) Exactly, knowing what words to use are important, right? Um, Nadia, you knowing the right vernacular or the right terms that are that are in any given industry are very important and uh, there might be someone who might not know how to relate on a layman's level which is what yeah, you're saying definitely. to some of yeah, to some of the intricacies of of either healthcare or or finance or international business like you mentioned you know yeah there's so many different like acronyms and then i have exactly. to ask, like hey what is ACT. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it could be different depending on which industry you're in. It, it totally so just, is. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get those right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that having even just maybe an outsider perspective um, allows you to kind of spot some of those gaps so that you can fill them for the rest of the public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point to make for um, small business owners as well is that because often if they're writing things themselves, like they're engrossed in the business, right? So sure. things that are might be jargon like technical jargon to them seem normal exactly Mm -hmm. um the public just reading and looking in so it's definitely it's a good point to make that it should be written for somebody outside of the industry Mm -hmm. so that everybody can understand yeah in radio they go copywriting for for advertising you know every anyone thinks they can write their own ad and sometimes, you know, that can be a, a stumbling block for someone in business that, what do you mean what I wrote isn't really what we should say, <laughs> right? <laughs> so this is why it's public relations, because we have to relate yeah. to the public at large. So, yeah, I can see yeah. that uh, being something. And, of course, a good grasp of language, as you would have. Becoming a journalist is, is probably an asset in that regard, most definitely. Yes, definitely for sure. So, Nadia, what is the mission of Media Maven? Like, where, what can we expect to see from you in the future, and what are your hopes for your business? Yeah, so I, 
I think my mission, rather my why behind what I do is obviously to offer great value to clients. But also, um, I think I just really love being an entrepreneur and the fact that I get to like work on projects that really interest me. Yeah. And um, just on a personal note, I, I love that I get to design my business around the kind of life that I want and the kind of like wife and mom and woman that I want to be. And so, for instance, certain stages I work more and other stages I get to work a little bit less and I love that flexibility and just really being intentional about my time and where I spend it and so I I, yeah I I would highly recommend entrepreneurship for anyone that's willing to put in the work obviously but also um who 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 is interested in being intentional about um uh, yeah creating the life that they want and that's so important um these days especially like the Think about the life that you want to create and think about all aspects of it as well, like mental, physical, all of it. Just And if you can align your life in a way that works for you and with entrepreneurship, that's definitely a way um, people are finding that that they can do that. So it's really, it's really good to see that it's working for you. Yeah, definitely. What was the catalyst that propelled you into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think I alluded to it a little bit earlier. Yeah, but it was, yeah I think it's not it, enough it, vacation, Kelsey. That was know, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling and being yeah. mall, yeah. Yeah, two weeks wasn't enough for me. And I just, I think also, like, just looking ahead to other people within that industry, I, I didn't, didn't see myself sitting in that cubicle at yeah. 65. And so, yeah. And would you, what would you say to young entrepreneurs that are thinking, not entrepreneurs, but like people that are thinking of getting into entrepreneurship and starting their own business? What advice would you give them? Um, I would just say believe in yourself. Like I, I honestly feel like if I can do it, I'm someone who would be, I think, described as someone who's really quiet and shy and reserved. And if I can do it, I think that anyone can do it. And so really, as long as you kind of believe in yourself and are willing to put in the work, I think that the sky's the limit. And I think the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that you get to define your own view of success, but that you also don't have anyone else's ceiling over you. You know, you can go as far as you allow yourself to go. Right. That's great advice. And I want I want to thank you for um, joining us today. And it was definitely interesting to learn more about your entrepreneurial journey. Is there anything else you want to tell us about Media Maven before we go? Um, no. If anyone wants more information, they can definitely go to my website. It's um, www.mediamavenbda.com. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to, if anyone has any questions, they can send me an email, Nadia at MediaMavenBDA.com, and I'm happy to answer any questions that they have. Perfect. Thank you so much, Nadia. Thank you for joining us today. And I definitely would encourage all the small business owners and entrepreneurs to get in contact with Nadia, um, help, let her help you, um, put together a strategy or a newsletter, um, public relations that works for you and your business. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And Shelly, I know we have a few seconds left. We do. 
Um, so I do want to quickly talk about the St. George's Marine Expo coming up. Yes, it is coming up in, in a couple of weeks, right? And I've just, yes. I'm a little disappointed to find out that's going to be the weekend I'm off the island. Oh, no. Because I know we we had some big plans to do it, but we can we can slot them in for next year. But I'm so glad that that is coming up again. And, and our good buddy uh, Ray Lambert was yes. involved with it. I, I assume he still is with putting it on. So we want to let the people know what's coming up for sure. Yes. So after two years of it not happening, uh-huh. um, the St. George's Marine Expo is back, and it's scheduled for April 24th, which is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a really great um, day of fun, marine, fair, market, vendors, um, family fun, restaurants, all of that good stuff mm-hmm. in the town of St. George's. Mm-hmm. Um so there's going to be boat races, um, boat shows, some demonstrations, um, but not all marine as not all marine things either. There's going to be a market full of really great vendors, mm-hmm. um, local vendors, food vendors, retail vendors, but also it's just a really good opportunity to visit all of the stores that are are already located in St. George's. In the old town and around the yeah. square there. For anyone yeah. who hadn't been before, the whole of Ordnance Island is sort of, uh, has the bunting put up and all the, everything yeah. going on and just about everything in, on or under the water that's part of a business will be represented there as yeah. as well as, you know, some, some great craftspeople that, that are, you know, have some maritime themed goods. And like you said, yeah. some great food vendors down there because, you know, that's... Um, I, I saw a food truck that I that I hadn't seen before down in Flats today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was a beautiful, you know, graphic uh, uh, a food trailer that said Lazy Corner, and I'm, I'm really curious <laughs> to see who and what that is. But things yeah. like that will all be available down there in the old town. Is it just, is it taking place all day? It's from 11 to 4, okay. I believe. Uh-huh. Um, so it's pretty much all day-ish. It might be 11 to 6, I could be. Yeah, corrected. But we are going to talk to Dennis Carter a little bit more about that next week. Okay. On the show, so you'll on the fourteenth. Okay. Yeah. That'll and be he great. He is organizing it with Ray, so we'll get a bit more details about it. But I do want to just signpost our listeners for mm-hmm. April twenty fourth. It's going to be a really fun day. Learn about maritime culture mm-hmm. because Bermuda has a very rich maritime culture as well. It does, yeah. And wow. I know that there are great, um, you know, there are raffle draws and everything for attendees. And when you make certain purchases yeah. at certain places and fun things for the kids to do and all of that's going to be going on. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a good time. But I want to thank you, Shelley, for having us on again. And My I pleasure. Mm-hmm talk to you next week sure will it'll be time to mind your business again every thursday here on ocean 89 at four o'clock and whether we have kelsey or jamila or anyone else (laughs) deshaun who comes along to uh to get this information out there i know um i get all sorts of people saying yeah i was really interesting what you talked about to so and so about that and then like yes it was and that's what we want to hear because if you don't mind your business kelsey who will who will we'll do it all again next time take care Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.